to the Just Launch Podcast with your host, Sean Channel, where we talk about our goals, life's challenges, and how we launch ourselves to where we want to be. So I might have had what might be referred to as an anger management challenge as a younger person. I mean, maybe a little bit of a temper. Okay, maybe a lot of a temper. I once, for example through a metal rod through my bedroom door. I was maybe 12 years old. I'd gotten pissed about something, went in my room, slammed the door, grabbed this metal pole, and threw it at the bedroom door, and it happened to stick through the door. This was one of those metal poles that was used for the bed frame, and so on each end it had the flat kind of U-shaped ends, the tips, and I just happened to throw it the right way. It went right through the door and stuck out the other side, I don't know, three or four inches. As you can imagine, I got my ass beat a little bit for that one. Parents are kind of upset. I also had a habit of maybe punching holes in my walls and hiding those holes, obviously. Uh, so... My bedroom, by the time I moved out at 21, was completely covered in posters. You can imagine the conversation that I had to have with my parents when they finally went in and started taking down those posters. So I spent a lot of my youth, my younger years, quick with a temper. Quick to get pissed off, quick to rise to anger, and then react on that anger. I can still remember very clearly a conversation I had with my mother where she's in tears, and she's saying that we have to figure out how to help me control my anger. Otherwise, I had a bad future ahead of me. And there was a lot of things that set that anger off. I mean, at any point, if you questioned me, challenged me, my ego jumped in, and the temper would kick into full effect. And this quickness to jump the gun wasn't always a temper thing. It didn't always result in holes in the walls. Sometimes it was simply a overhearing part of a conversation and quick to throw in my opinion or my ideas or my thoughts. And this led to a ton of arguments, disagreements, unpleasant circumstances where I'm throwing in my two cents in where no one really wants it. You see, for a lot of years, I let my emotions lead me. I let my emotions lead the charge. I let my emotions choose how I reacted to everything in my world. And your emotions are a wonderful thing, and they can lead to some really powerful responses. And sometimes those responses are excellent. They're positive, and they're wonderful. And then Sometimes those responses, those emotions are not so positive. And what happens is you become this emotional roller coaster where you're really high when you're up and you're really low when you're low. And those low moments can lead to lost relationships, anger issues, a lot of pain and suffering that doesn't necessarily need to happen. You see, when we react 
negatively based off our emotions, especially quickly, we can potentially do a lot more harm than the positive emotional responses bring. I was one of those people who reacted based off of my pride. I acted out of anger. I was quick to become defensive. I said things that I really, at the end of the day, didn't mean, but said them because I was angry or feeling like I was cornered or being attacked. And so I went on the offensive and attacked back or attacked first. And that caused a lot of stress for those around me and ultimately caused a lot of stress for myself. And I was also quick to react based off of limited information. So guess what? I ended up making assumptions. I ended up passing judgment incorrectly, which sometimes those combinations led me to make accusations that just weren't true. I ran across a lot of challenges and problems because I let my emotions lead me, and I never stopped to think about how I was reacting or stopped to think about the consequences. And if it wasn't for a conversation with my teary-eyed mother, I could have kept being that quick-tempered, hot-headed, opinionated asshole that no one ever wanted to be around. Fortunately, I figured out that there was a better way. A different way. I figured out that I could actually stop and pause before I reacted. I figured out that I could stop and pause before I responded. I could have figured out that I could stop and pause before I made assumptions. You see, there are alternatives. One of the things that I did that helped me in this journey was I started to learn more. And when I say learn more is when I overheard a conversation, when I had an opinion on something, before sharing that opinion, I made an active effort to learn, meaning that I asked questions. I asked questions so that I fully understood the topic we were talking about. I asked questions so I fully understood the other person's perspective. I asked questions so that I knew that my response was the appropriate response. And in some cases, I would even pause long enough so that I could do research, which is a technique that I still use to this very day. Before I respond via email or conversation, text message, I will often look up my perspective, my opinion, to make sure that it is, in fact, factual. You see, my ego hasn't shrunk. So I have a big desire to always be right. Well, really, I have a really big desire to not be wrong. And that probably stems from years of being wrong. Now, I'd rather not say anything than be wrong. In fact, I will joke, partially joke, that I am always right. But the reason I'm always right is I only speak if I know that I'm correct. I work really hard to make sure that what comes out of my mouth, the words that I communicate to other people, are factual, that I am correct. And I will pause to make sure that 
my perspective, my opinion, what I think is right, is in fact right before sending a hot-headed, opinionated email. I will pause a conversation to say, you know what? I may not know the facts. Let me look this up. Now, this doesn't always work all the time. I am, in fact, sometimes still wrong. In fact, earlier today, my wife busted my chops because she was right and I was wrong. I'm sure she got a good laugh out of it. She's probably going to laugh when she hears this. You can also use that pause to consult with others. And that consulting can look in the form of asking for their opinion, asking for their experience, verifying your information against their information. And in some cases, that conversation with someone else can just be a quick vent. Sometimes we do need to release our frustration. Sometimes we do need to release our anger. But taking that anger out on the person that made us angry doesn't always give us the best results. Sometimes it's nice to pause, reach out to person in your circle, reach out to someone that you trust, reach out to a neutral third party and consult with them and potentially just vent with them. I have, from a written communication perspective, wrote emails, paused, walked away from my computer for 10, 15 minutes, came back, reread the email, and deleted it. Oftentimes, that initial response that's done out of anger, pride, doesn't always help our cause. It doesn't always make our communication or our relationship with that other person better. Probably the single biggest piece of this for me has been working really hard to take pride out of the equation. Most of the time, my anger, my poor reactions were all based out of my own ego, my own pride. And so now my thought process before I respond looks something along this. First off, Is the criticism, is the thing that I'm feeling challenged by, is it truly personal? Or is this just feedback, a different perspective, a different opinion? Is this really a personal attack on me? Or is this just someone else seeing the world differently than I do? The second thing I think is, is this really a big deal? Will this matter in six months? Will this matter in six minutes or six hours? How big of a deal is this? issue? Is it worth me losing my temper over? Is this worth me reacting poorly over? Is this worth me throwing my opinion out at that person when they didn't ask for it? How big of a deal is this? The third thing is, will my opinion, will my reaction change the outcome? Most often the answer is no. Most often I will not be able to change the other person's perspective, especially if I'm acting in anger, especially if I'm acting aggressively. All I'm doing there is making them become defensive. All I'm making them do is defend their position and act the same way I'm acting. So oftentimes, having a quick reaction doesn't get you the results that you're actually looking for. If I really want to change someone's perspective, I really want to change someone's opinion, pausing 
and thinking through my response in a logical way versus an emotional way will typically get me much closer to where I want to go than just me reacting off the cuff. Mark Twain once said, the right word may be effective, but no word was ever as effective as a rightly timed pause. In fact, pausing has become part of the sales strategy, the sales techniques that I've used and often coached to. When working with a potential client, a customer, I will often ask a question, let them respond. And after they're done responding, I will pause, count to five, in my head, of course. It's weird if you do it out loud. Before I would give a response. And one of two things happens. They will either continue their response. They'll try and feel that awkward silence. Or when I do respond, I will appear thoughtful. I will appear that I listened to their answer, their commentary, and put thought into my response before I just blurted something out. There is real power in the pause. Victor Frankl, a psychiatrist, once said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. You have a choice. What we can do is we can make a choice to increase that time between the stimulus and the response. And that allows us to have a better response. That allows us to take emotion out of the equation. That allows us to insert logic into the equation. That allows us to consult with other people, do research, think through how a response will be perceived, whether a response is even necessary, or in some cases, use that pause and that time in a proactive way. It's easy to jump to conclusions. It's easy to make assumptions. It's easy to pass judgment without all the information. It's easy to act out of anger to get defensive, but it's not always going to lead us to where we want to be. You and me have the ability to take that power and put it back in our own hands. You and me have an opportunity to grow as individuals and use the pause to better our lives, our relationships, our careers, our communication, and the way that we interact with those around us. So this is where I'm going to pause and ask for you to do some reflection. Reflect on who you can share this episode with. Reflect on who this might benefit that you can pass along. Reflect on the review that you might leave us on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Think about, pause for a second, and then connect with us on Instagram at just.launch. Follow us on Twitter at just underscore launch. Connect with us on Facebook 
or reach out to me personally via LinkedIn. Once again, thank you all for taking the time to spend some time with me. And until next time, let's work on launching ourselves towards our best selves.